the Heat Check Podcast, Miami Herald, Miami Heat Podcast. I'm David Rolson, and I'm joined, as always, on the other line, live from Vegas. It's Anthony Chang, our Heat beat writer here at the Herald. Anthony, what's going on? I'm sorry, you were having headphones issues, and I was way too loud yeah. for you. I think I stunned oh, you. You're okay. It's just <laughs> Vegas, five days, loud noises, like... Not a great combination. <laughs> Day five in Vegas. No one should be in Vegas for five. Oh, months. my God. I mean, just I long. just went through the same thing with the first yeah. uh, the first thought, like when they played two games in Vegas for the Stanley Cup. And and at first we thought they were going to maybe have two days off there. It was going to be like a six day five nights in Vegas. I think it was what it was going to be. It wound up being four, um, which is too much alone. Um, it's I love Vegas, but, uh, you know, it can be dangerous. Yeah, exhausting. It's just so different and like, yeah, it's just, it's exhausting. I think that's a good way to put it. It's just exhausting. Yeah. And I've been on my best behavior, so it's not about that. It's just <laughs> an exhausting city. You have to walk through casino, like to get anywhere, you yeah. gotta walk through mountain, yeah. It's so hot. So there was hot UFC here. there this weekend too, so I'm sure it's been insanely busy around town between that and Summer League. And yeah. um, I, I'm staying at Park MGM too, which is connected to. Oh, is that where they did, the, they did the fight at? Oh, yeah, it's yeah. right by T-Mobile. The fight was yeah. at T-Mobile. Yeah. Yeah. So that was that was an interesting night. Yeah. Um. All right. Not a whole lot to get to this week. Obviously, Summer League is in action. We'll get to uh, some takeaways. You're heading out of Vegas uh, shortly, but got to see uh, a couple Heat games there. I'm sure you got to see some other stuff while you're out there. So maybe we'll, we'll bounce around just some other topics uh, around Summer League. But um, we start with, we are now into, uh, we're recording this on Tuesday, so uh, this won't go up till Thursday, but so we are, we are on, what are we on? Day, day 11. Sorry, day July 11 1st. of the Damien, yeah. sorry, July 1st, day 11 of the Damien Lillard saga. Um, does not necessarily feel any closer to resolution than it does now, but uh, Joe Cronin spoke for a long time, gave kind of his insight uh, the other day on where the Blazers stand. I, I guess we'll we'll start. We should start there. Just anything from that press conference that made you think any differently about where this Damian saga might Damian Lillard saga might be headed. Not really. I mean, there's so much posturing going on, right? Yes. Like, I don't know. I'm not saying Joe Cronin was lying, but I'm not saying they're also like you can't say that everything he said. You, you have to take what he says with a grain of salt, basically. Like. He says it could take months and they're willing to wait months. I just can't. I just can't see that. But I still think it could take months could be the beginning of September, right? Like. Yeah. I, I, I just I think I don't think it's going to get done quickly. I don't think it's going to get done like in the next few days. But it just. I hope not. Or we're going to have to re-record. Yeah, that, that's a good point. <laughs> um, uh, my takeaway is not much has changed. The Trailblazers obviously want more than what the Heat are offering. The issue is there are no other offers and the Blazers are kind of begging teams to offer something. So they have like options or some type of leverage. But the problem is like Damian Lillard has made it clear that he only wants to go to the Heat. His agent went on record last week, I think after we recorded, saying basically, yeah, he's he's been calling teams, telling them like you shouldn't trade for my guy because he's not going to be happy. Um, so, yeah, there is no market for him. And it's an unfortunate situation for the Blazers, but. That's the situation they're in. So on one end, it's like, you know, you understand the Portland's point of view, right? They want to make, they want to maximize the return, but it's hard to do that with the way Damian Lillard has kind of set everything up. Um, on the other end, 
the Heat I and mean, people are saying like they haven't offered their best their best uh, offer yet for Damian. But who are they bidding against, right? Like, right. do you expect them to include all three first round picks? Are they young assets? Who are they bidding against? What's the competing offer? So it's just a complicated. I think Cronin used his word, and it is true. It's complicated um, because Portland wants to maximize their return. They think they should get more, and Miami's like, well, that's fine, but. So who are we competing against? Who do we need to outbid? Um, so right now, I think it's kind of hit an impasse. I still think he's going to end up with the Heat because what other like what other end game is there in, right now with what you know with the way Damian kind of wants things to end up? Um, but it might take a little bit. Yeah, I, I still feel pretty much the same as we felt last week. That yeah. In some ways, they're both playing chicken with each other, right? Like, because the Blazers are incentivized to get this done before the start of the year because you don't want Damian Lillard to come to training camp and, you know, Scoot looks great and you want to just be able to, like, move on to that next era, right? Um, And the Heat are obviously incentivized to get it done by the start of the regular season because they want to win a championship and having Damian Lillard for a full season would help that a lot. Um, So, I mean, both are are kind of – the Heat, like you said, they have an offer, I guess, on the table. I mean – there's never like an offer on the table, right? Until an offer is done, but mm. um, they don't want to offer the house. The Nuggets want them to, or the the Blazers want them to. The Heat, right now, right now, as, as we said last week, no team is like super incentivized to get this done right now, right? The the Heat would like to wait this out and maybe get the Blazers to eventually be like, oh, all right, we'll do this trade for not everything. And the Blazers want to wait this out because they want the Heat to eventually go, fine, you can have. Tyler Hero or whatever, like, we just need to make sure we get this done. So, I don't know. They got Both teams have, like, a month where they can basically do that. Like, there's nothing once there's nothing other than Summer League right now, nothing going on in the basketball world. It's going to change anything. The only thing I would say is, do you think it's risky that the Heat kind of operate this way? Because what, I mean, it doesn't seem like that right now. So this, I guess, is the other thing. But if he softens his stance and says, well, I just want to get out of here, like, I'll I'll go to Boston or I'll go to Philly or I'll go to Brooklyn, and then all of a sudden the Heat aren't aren't the front runner. So mm-hmm. are they taking a risk by letting this kind of letting time go on and maybe things get a little weird? Uh, yes, I think that's the that is the risk on the Heat's part, right? That that's the other piece of why the Blazers, as we said last week, they're in sent they have no reason to get this trade done right now. Like right. I know Heat fans like want this to get done ASAP. I know they're like kind of laughing at the Blazers because like what they have no leverage in this situation. But their leverage is time. Their leverage is the fact that there's no reason for them to get this deal yeah. done in the next. It's four six years weeks. off on like, his contract. Yeah. And and again, like even if your deadline is the start of training camp, like that's when does training camp start? Beginning of almost three months away. Like yeah, beginning we're of like October. Yeah. Beginning of October. So like nothing between now and the end of September is going to change anything. The Heat are going to want Damian Lillard, right? There's no one else out there for them to go get necessarily. I mean, they, like they could make a couple moves on the fringes, just like picking up minimum free agents or whatever, but there's nothing, nothing's going to change the fact that the Heat want Lillard. And, um, you know, the Nuggets are stuck or the Blazers are stuck right now. It's like, you know, sometimes like if you're playing a puzzle, like you're doing a puzzle game or like a crossword puzzle or something, you yeah. put it down you come back and, two hours and you come up with a solution like sometimes you just the best move is to just wait and walk away and think about it for a little bit and um you know maybe let some of the external factors that they have no control over change right now yeah i would say the only 
the only reason maybe Portland would want to get this done quickly is just to avoid this becoming a mess situation with arguably the best player in franchise history. But, you know, that stuff happens, right? Like, they have to do what's yeah. best for them at the end of the day. But I would say that, and also maybe, like, the teams with cap space who could take in Tyler Hero and facilitate the type of deal that Portland right. wants, maybe those that cap space dries up, and then all of a sudden it's harder to put together a multi-team deal. But other than that, like, I would think... It's crazy to say because the Heat has kind of the leverage right now. I would say the urgency probably is more on the Heat side because you just don't you don't want the variables to change or Damian Lillard right. to change his mind or or again soften his stance. So um, I, I understand why Portland is handling it the way they are. As unpopular as that <laughs> statement might be in Miami, I I get it. Um, I thought Joe Cron had a very interesting comment toward the end of his press conference. Uh, yesterday, I'm going to read it real quick. So this is reading on this podcast. Okay, This is, this is what this segment's called. Uh, Dame is obviously a very important person and player to us. What the rest of his career looks like matters to us, and we care about that. At the same time, we have to do what's best for us, and we have to find the right deal and find the right makeup of the team that we're going to build, fo- that we're going to build forward with. So you hope that you can find the perfect situation where that lines up and he goes to a place that he wants to and you get the best return possible. It's complicated. Usually it doesn't work out just like that. So I just I, I just feel like that kind of summed it up pretty well. Yeah. Like I, I think they they would like to do right by Dame at this point, but it, the return just isn't what they're looking for right now. Yeah, I mean, in an ideal like, world, yeah. they'd love for him to play for the Heat and get a return yeah. back that is good for them. Like they don't care if the Heat are like they have nothing against the Heat right now. They, right, they're, they're in the East. Like, for the next rather, three years, the Heat are in the East. Like by the time the the Nugget, by the time the I keep saying the Nuggets, I don't know why. By the time the Blazers are like a contender with Scoot, if and when that happens, like Damian Lillard and Jimmy Butler are going to be like pretty close to non-factors, right? Like the the Blazers aren't going to be a championship threat for a long time. Um, so they don't they have nothing against the Heat. They just want the best offer they can get. And again, like it it sucks for them that it seems like Dame is really like trying to suppress Dame and his agent are trying to suppress yeah. the market as much as possible. Um, and you know, if it is the heat, like there, there's no reason not to try to extract everything they can out of, out of that offer. Um, you I, mentioned I, the idea like of the heat, like should they have urgency because what if Dame softens his stance? I have to think that given how badly Damian Lillard appears to want to be a member of the heat um, and how savvy Pat Riley and the Heat front offices. I have to imagine that if this is like starting to, if Dame's stance is starting to soften, they're gonna kind of be aware of it and. Yeah, that's a good point. Be, be more. We would let them know. He'd be like, "Let's get this done already," because I don't, I don't. I'm getting antsy, right? Yeah, like, exactly. And, yeah. And he would immediately up their offer. Yeah, um, exactly. I, I, if I don't know what his offer is, like, I, I think we could all assume what it is, right? Because. Right. There's well, like I said, so there's, not, there's never an offer work. until yeah. there's an offer. Or until an right. offer, a deal is done, there's never an offer. Well, what if I told you this is, again, this is not to be aggregated. This is this is <laughs> hypothetical offer, and it could be the offer. I uh-huh. think it's been floated around there, and I've heard similar things early, early in the process, so I don't know how it's developed. What if I told you the Heat's offer was Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, and two first-round picks, and that's it? Would, would Portland's stance be more understandable? Um. Yeah. I mean, if I'm them, I just want all as many first round picks yeah. as I can possibly get. Like at least, like the Heat have to at least probably try to unlock that third pick somehow. If I'm yeah, Portland, exactly. like at least at least try to give us that third pick. And if I'm Portland again, if I'm Portland, I would want one of the young guys. I would want either Jovic or Hakas. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, those guys, under- those guys, I'm counting them basically as first-round picks. Yeah, for, yeah, and, and, and for, and pointed out, and I think a little bit of like a dishonest uh, reading of the situation when he was like the Heat basically has seven first round picks to give. Not quite true, but those guys, especially you know, especially Hawkins, who was just a first round pick, and Jovich. I mean, the way he looked in summer league so far, plus the fact that he was a first round pick last year, like he certainly seems like he's living up to his, his draft billing so far. That too was bad, first. Round. Too bad Cody Zeller isn't on the roster. He's a top five pick, right? Yeah. <laughs> Okay. I'm fine with Barry. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, like I and from my understand what I understand, Caleb Martin is not like an untouchable. I mean, Bam Adebayo and Jimmy Butler are the untouchables, mm-hmm. but I I think the Heat are really really going to try to keep him out of the deal. Yeah. Um, which makes sense because this well, is a I, number. Portland, if I'm know? Portland too, I'd much rather have just in their situation. Obviously, Caleb Martin is is better into more teams. Yeah. I think a more valuable asset, but. One year left on that deal. Like it's the best deal in basketball right now, but he's yeah. gonna get paid next summer. Yeah. And I mean that you would get his bird rights, but yeah, you're gonna have to pay him. Yeah. You're gonna have to pay him. For Portland, I'd much rather have the the team control of Jovic or Hawkins, yeah. especially Jovic. I, Jovic is the one that makes sense. Is like, I think all for all. I mean, I know that he love him and he looks great, but for all parties, it kind of makes sense because like, what's Jovic gonna do for this team this year? Yeah. Like he'll play a little bit, but like. I don't know. Yeah, as no, we said, I, he needs to be a ball dominant guy. It seems like and get more opportunities. He's just not going to get in Miami. If I'm Portland, the, the one guy I want is Jovich. Yeah, I, mean, I agree. That's, Jovich plus that's, the picks. That's what that's what yeah. I want. At 20 years old with that skill set, and you could tell he's improving. Like he's improved over the past year. His body is changing. He's still growing. Six eleven. Might get to seven feet. He he's the one guy I would definitely want. Um. So I don't know. I again, I don't know how the offer has kind of evolved over the last 10, 11 days. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think it's interesting because you have heard, you have heard reports saying like, oh, the Heat are basically trying to lowball Portland because they know that nobody's offering, you know, well, nobody. Should. Like, yeah, everyone should. is operating yeah. the right way right now. Yeah. Um, the Heat are trying to use their leverage. The Blazers are trying to exercise theirs and, you know, that's how negotiating works. Who's going to blink first? Yeah, yeah. Who's going to blink first? Yeah. Yeah. And Plus, there's, so, as you said, there's like, there's not a deadline here. We're, we're like, if nothing happens, I know I predicted July 4th a couple of weeks ago. Uh, we've blown through that. Like, <laughs> do you expect to even get done in July? Are we going to be talking about this every week for the next month? Like, that wouldn't be shocking. No, that wouldn't be fun. But, yeah, I think no. that's a po- definitely a possibility. Like, people I've talked to here in Vegas, just, like, different reporters and even some agents and stuff, a lot of them now are thinking that this could take – like, this could take a while. Like, maybe mm-hmm. even up to September, like you're saying, um, just because – like you said, both sides are kind of playing chicken right now, and they're waiting to see which one is going to blink first. And there really is no no reason to be like, we got to get this done right now, this week. Um, I think in the beginning, the assumption was this would get done quickly because it seemed yeah, pretty yeah. simple, right? Like, oh, he wants to go to the Heat. We know what Heat's offers party pretty much is, like what it's going to be, and just get it done. Um, but you could, and rightfully so, Portland is trying to, ma- again, maximize the return and see what, see if things change over time and that maybe it benefits them. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you make of the like Tyler hero to the nets or Spurs? I think was the other one that Shams reported yeah. like as part of, as part of a three team deal, basically to send, I guess the idea of that would just be to send as many first round picks to Portland as right. possible. Like, it's interesting. It doesn't seem like, cause hero is good. And I get why, but I also kind of get why Portland maybe doesn't value him super highly when their guys are Scoot and Simons and um, Sharp. Sharp. Um, yeah. What? What? Just what do you make of it? Do you think? I don't know. Have you heard anything 
on that front. Obviously, the Heat are exploring all avenues, right? Like, yeah, they're smart. They're they're like the masters of the three team trade, so it's not surprising. Five teams, six teams, yeah. yeah. What was the one that was like uh, like seventeen players, seven teams, or something? Yeah, that was Um, all Andy. Andy Ellisberg special. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, he, he has experience with this, and I'm sure they're trying different ways to kind of maximize their picks. Well, maybe not right now. If the, if the reports are true, they're trying to lowball Portland. Mm-hmm. But they, I'm sure they will try to, you know, give Portland what they want um, to a certain extent through multiple, you know, finding multiple teams who could cooperate with them in a multi-team deal. But, yeah, I've heard that Portland does not want Tyler Hero um, at all. Right, and I think that's pretty Again, much obvious. I kind of get it. Like, I think I mean we're yeah. both hero fans. I think he's yeah. uh, it's kind of been the national buzz lately. It's like, oh, is he actually undervalued because everyone's just kind of like looking yeah, at the But I I kind of wrote that to I wrote that today in my mailbag. Like I just think it's kind of unfair the way hero's kind of been dragged lately yeah. <laughs> through this whole process. Like, it feels like hero, it does feel like it's kind of flipped back the other way. Right now, people are like, wait a second, this guy was the sixth man of the year last yeah. year. <laughs> He's 23 years old. He's a year older than Jaime Jaquez. Uh, he's averaged t- over 20 points a game in the last two seasons. Yes, he's not a great defender. He's on a $130 million contract. But that contract is going to look pretty good in like a few years when the cap is expected to grow pretty, mm-hmm. you know, have a pretty big increase. Um, and he's improving. Like we've seen improvement year, to year over year for the last two years with him. He's not a He's not a negative asset. You could say maybe he's a neutral asset, but I would even say – you know, Shams reported that teams are willing to offer one first-round pick for him. Um, I, like I you said, 100% think, buy that. I think that's even low. I think, yeah. I mean, I, if that's what it, all it takes for a team to get Tyler Hero, I think every almost every team should be in on Tyler Hero for one first-round pick. Especially good teams. And, yeah. Um, I mean, I, I guess the cap space is an issue because that contract is pretty yes. big. I, I mean, I kind yeah. of love the idea of Tyler in, in Brooklyn or in he fits San Antonio, well, yeah. which have been the two yeah. names. I yeah, mean, him with, with Wembenyama would be really yeah. fun, I think. Because Wembenyama, yeah. they, they kind of need – Portland kind of needs that, like, guard to go with Wembenyama, right? Like Pick and roll, yeah. Yeah, they, they got kind of nothing around him right now. And, and I don't know, to me, like, Wembenyama, I think, it, offensively I, – I know he wants to have the ball on his hand a lot, and he will. But, like, him basically doing, like, the BAM thing of, like, being the pick and pop, pick and roll kind of guy. Like, I know Tyler Hero is not a – playmaker is not his reputation but he's at least a, a ball handler and a guy who can have run the offense a lot um and brooklyn him with with mikhail bridges is a guy who can cover up some of his deficiencies is a, is a pretty fun little wing tandem too yeah but they have a brooklyn has a bunch of wings that could help yeah. cover for tyler's deficiencies cam johnson yeah cam johnson yeah so i i, I think as the yeah, protector yeah i think both those teams are good fits um i think tyler hero is a good player i think he's if you can get a pick or two for Tyler Hero, that's not a negative asset. That's not even a neutral asset. That's a positive asset. So if you get a first-round pick for anyone, like, anyone yeah. you can trade for a first-round pick, that's, like, Isn't, means he's It's ready. an asset. Yeah. So I, I just I, – I, I kind of understand why Portland doesn't want Tyler Hero because they already have a bunch of guards. But at the same time, it's like, Portland's not going to win a championship anytime yeah. soon. Right? Like, at some – just collect the best players possible and, mm-hmm. and, you know, have assets at that point. Like, don't – it's like when you draft somebody – you don't drop by position at you know certain time. You drop the best player available. I kind of think Tyler Hero falls into that category of like, mm-hmm. yeah, you have a bunch of guards, but just figure it out. Like at that point, maybe someone, one of the other guards that has higher trade value becomes expendable, and you could trade them for something else. Like I, I don't know. I, I again, I understand maybe why they wouldn't want Tyler Hero, but I I don't understand why they're so like yeah strong and like no, we to, won't take Tyler Hero. 
I have yeah. to think like when push comes to shove, they would take him. But I get why they want to say like send him to San Antonio and have San Antonio yeah. send us a pick or whatever. Like I I totally get that as their yeah. perspective right now. And I, honestly, that that it makes a lot of sense to me. It'll be interesting to see if they can get a deal like that done. It feels like that's the most likely path now. I Brooklyn. I'm a little more skeptical. You know, they are an East team. Like, do you really want to help the Heat? Um, but like, again, San Antonio, the same way we're talking about, like, Portland. Who cares if you're helping the Heat if it gets you better? Um, San Antonio kind of, I think, makes a lot of sense. The one thing I've learned through these last 11 days is, thank God for the Heat, that Damian Lillard is handling this, this way that he, he's basically said the Heat and nobody else because yeah. the Heat wouldn't have had a chance. Like, it was like, remember, we were like, oh, it might be Brooklyn, Philly, and Miami. And Miami has a competitive offer. They could probably get in there. They they wouldn't. They, like, if, Port, if Portland doesn't like the Heat's offer this much, then – he really probably wouldn't have had much of a chance to get Damian Lillard at yeah. that point if there were any other teams involved. So I think Damian Lillard knew what he was doing. He's trying to get to the Heat, and this is pretty much the only way you could you could get that. And we still don't know if it's actually going to happen. We think it's going to happen. Um, but even him being this strong about demanding a trade to Miami has hasn't been easy. Okay, let's close out with some summer league talk. Some boots on the ground reporting from Anthony uh, from Vegas. Um, what's it been like out there? What's what's what have been the big takeaways? Obviously, we talked. Uh, I think what the Sacramento games that happened last time we talked. Yeah. Um, since then, a couple of games in Vegas as well. What what have been your biggest takeaways? Um, he had 27 turnovers last yesterday against <laughs> Suns. Some some rough basketball to watch in that one. Um, but my biggest takeaway is. The guys who are supposed to be playing. Are we firing Karan for that? Is Karan um, in the axe? Definitely in a meeting with with Spo. He's going to have to <laughs> answer for some things. Um, the the guys who are the guys who are supposed to play well, the guys who are on the roster, are playing well. Yeah. Jovic is playing well. Akers, we haven't seen much of, which we can get into, but he had that shoulder injury in the second mm-hmm. game, so he's only really played one full game, and he played well in that one. Um, Orlando Robinson had 36 points in the Vegas opener, um, hitting and making threes now. Um, Jamal Kane has had flashes and he's had some solid games. Uh, I don't know if I'm missing anybody right now off the top of my head, but yeah, pretty much like the guys who have played well, yeah. uh, who are supposed to play well, have done that. There really haven't been many undrafted guys who have popped. I would say the one undrafted guy that maybe has the best chance of sticking is Drew Peterson uh, from USC, mm-hmm. the shooter, the, the big shooter. Um, started every game so far, which says something. He's, he started pretty much with the other guys, like he started with Jovic and Drew Smith and Orlando Robinson. So he's been kind of the one undrafted guy who has they've kind of shown trust in. And in Sacramento, they were kind of trying to get him to be more aggressive. You know that he always want guys to shoot mm-hmm. as many threes as possible, especially guys like that who are known as three-point shooters. He didn't do that in Sacramento, but in Vegas, he's kind of made the adjustment to to be more aggressive from three-point range, and it's translated into some really, really good performances. So uh, that's pretty much it. The guys who are supposed to play well, well, and then Drew Peterson has kind of stood out among the pool of undrafted players yeah. on the team. Yeah, Orlando Robinson, um, well, what do you make of that? It feels a little uh, yurt-ish from a couple yeah. years ago where he, like, went crazy. But we know Orlando Robinson, I mean, he's going to be, like, the backup center on this team this year. I mean, maybe. It's be hit between him and Thomas Bryant, right? Like, he's going to yeah. have to compete oh, right. with Thomas Oh, right, yeah, I forgot Thomas Bryant, yeah. But Orlando Robinson will have a chance. And, I mean, the development of the three, if it's real, and it looks – he has a nice shot. He made he made a solid amount of threes in college, on, especially in the final year. Um, I think he's shooting over 50% from three in summer league. Small sample size, but still, he's I think he's hit a three in pretty much every game so far. Um, 
if he can do that, you could play him next to Bam theoretically, mm-hmm. right? So that gives them more of an option uh, to play and get minutes because if you if they need size and a guy to play next to Bam, Moreno could have, might have the skill set to do that. So um, it's been encouraging. Like, you know, he's still not the most athletic guy defensively. He still is not perfect, um, but you know that he can shoot the ball. Um, he has a good touch around the basket, and he's gonna he's pretty much gonna do the job that's asked of him, you know, in that backup center role. So um, the good thing is he seems to be getting better, and that's all you want from those type of guys. Mm-hmm. Um, Jovic, we talked about him a little bit in yeah. the first segment. Just, I don't know, like it, it feels like you. this is exactly what you were kind of hoping you were going to see from him. Um, yeah. I, think, I mean, he was not good in uh, the last game. But the last the game, Suns, but for yeah. the most part. But no, what they scored like 74 points in that we game. Had 27 turnovers, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> um, but I mean, you're seeing all the, all the flashes and, I mean, huge progress from from year one to year two, which is probably the the biggest. Uh, like that, that's what you really probably care most about, especially from a guy who didn't really yeah. play a whole lot. You're seeing like the work he put into his body, the 20 pounds he added, like it's paying off. Like he's, mm-hmm. I think he's averaging like before that last game. The last game was was not a good one for him, but through the first three summer league games, I think he was averaging eight free throw attempts a game, which is very yeah. encouraging. Just get getting the rebound and pushing the ball, which is really unique for a guy his size. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just super intriguing. Like he could shoot the ball. He's a good passer. He could play as a point forward. He now is getting to the rim with pretty much ease. I know it's summer league, but still, like it's yeah. been impressive the way he can get to the rim and draw fouls or finish. Um, just a really intriguing, intriguing prospect. And I would say, if you redraft last year, like he's probably a lottery, pick. probably a lottery pick. That might be right. I'm gonna pull up that draft. If you redraft like the way he's uh, again. He didn't do much last year because he was definitely based the on ceiling, right? Like yeah. Um, top the top top of this draft is actually pretty good. No, pretty good. It. We don't know Chet. We I mean Palo one Chet. Chet two. I also draft Chet. I don't know. Yeah, sure. Jabari Smith, Keegan Murray, Jaden Ivey, Ben Matherin, Matherin, Shaden Sharp. Lottery, back into the lottery. Yeah, Dyson Daniels, and this is where I mean you get Sohan. I like Sohan. Johnny Davis. Falls off there. Yeah. So I would like got Jalen Williams in there. Jalen Duran. Yeah, he's in that like back end of the lottery basically. Yeah. And he was drafted I think, at twenty seven. So he would he would go at least ten spots higher, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Christian Brown. This draft's actually pretty good. Walker Kessler. Anyway, he's good. He's improved he's his good. stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And and, and that and that's why I would like, if I'm Portland, that's the again that's the one guy I'd want at twenty years old with that skill set. Just kind of fits modern day NBA. Mm-hmm. Um, he's been to me the most encouraging part of summer league this year. Yeah, by far. Um, as you mentioned, Hawkes has not played since that first game. Um, I don't know. Feels like the Heat. Maybe I mean, like obviously, if he was healthy, he'd be playing. I, I guess, yeah. but uh, feel like they probably feel like they saw not not enough, yeah. but they saw, especially because he's an older guy. They have a lot of tape on him from his UCLA days. Like, I don't know, he looked like a man among boys in that kind of. And that's sort of what you expect from like a 22-year-old in summer league, where he's not one of the oldest guys there necessarily, but he's he's on the older half of the spectrum there. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I think in an ideal world, he would have played a little bit more, right? Yeah. Basically more than one and a half games. But mm-hmm. it's a real injury. Like, I know, like he, yeah. when he started sitting out, everyone was like, oh, my God, they're going to trade him. Like, this is just to protect him. Like, no, there's a real injury. They had an MRI on the shoulder, came back clean. He says, like, basically he thinks the muscles is kind of tensed up and is 
I think it's his trap shoulder area to keep his shoulder from dislocating. Um, and it's just been like a lot of discomfort there. Um, I think with time it'll get better, but I would I don't know if this would be the case. He still hopes to play in Vegas, but I just have to imagine he's not going to play uh, again in summer league just because why, right? Yeah, how many games do they even have left? They play Friday. Is that their next game? They have game? three left. At least three. I mean, they're not going to the championship because they already lost one, so they have three uh-huh. left. Yeah. yeah, they play Friday, Saturday, and then no Thursday, Monday? Friday, and then either either Saturday or Sunday. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. So I don't know. We'll see. They got they have a lot of days off right now, right? Multiple days off in a row. So. Yeah, they have two days off, and they play Thursday for back to back Thursday Friday. Yeah, so okay, he he said he wanted to play, but he, teams are going to be cautious, and especially yeah. with an MRI that, uh, injury that required an MRI. I, yeah. Again, I just I don't see it. Mm-hmm. Um, anything else you got to see in summer league? Have you were you at a women Yama game or or did you miss the show there? I can't remember. I missed it. I was in the building, but I wasn't watching the game. I was working. Gotcha. But I, but it was packed. Like yeah. just to get into the arena was an issue like just to, just to approach the arena in a car was an issue like i had to get yeah. off before i even got there and it's like a huge like i mean i'm not sure how many people listening have yeah. been to summer league but it's like a huge parking lot to get yeah. to like at that building and not usually very crowded not usually very big crowds um it was most part and to yeah. the top yeah to the top full and that i wonder first how game, it compares to zion i don't remember zion's debut where there was, was an earthquake. earthquake that night yeah, right yeah was, is that the same night um and also the same, i believe hawaii got traded that night or got did. signed he that did. night too so like at 1 a.m um, or something like that yeah very eventful day in summer like i wonder how it compares like i, I just don't remember how that zion game compared i wasn't locked in i would imagine that it was pretty similar yeah right like i know some people were tweeting that this was that scene was like unlike anything they've ever seen in summer league before um, and maybe that's true. Maybe it was a little more, but Zion, I mean, the hype around the Zion. They yeah, was it was different huge. because people had seen Zion and Wembenyama is such a mystery. But yeah, the Zion hype is huge. Yeah. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was pretty close to, to Victor. Um, but I mean, other than that, no, it's just been I mean, it, it stinks that so many of the top guys have been hurt. Yeah. Right. Victor got shut down after two games. Scoot's been hurt. Um, there's probably another top. There was somebody else who got hurt, too. Right. Was there another top? player who oh, it was one of the thompson twins oh yeah one of the thompson twins got hurt as well yeah and that same game right ankle. same yeah, game yeah same game. um so that's that's unfortunate okay. you don't want to see you don't want to see injuries in summer league or anytime mm-hmm. really but especially summer league where it's just like you know doesn't count it's just kind of to get reps in yeah. um but it's been a, i mean for the heat i would say it's been a productive summer league because again the guys you want to kind of have seen take a leap or to make improvements they've pretty much all done that um and now they're just kind of waiting for that one or two undrafted guys to kind of pop like they usually do there's always one or two that they they kind of stick for training camp at least and maybe mm-hmm. compete for a two-way and uh i mean there's been again drew peterson is one and i think the other the other one is still up for grabs yeah you know, we talked about chase adage last week yeah since then i don't even know if he's made a three after that yeah. first game but he's Bouye has had a lot of assists but he has played well he's yeah. played well he already's on a two-way he's played well um yeah. There's another one I forgot to mention him that's played well that you know that he kind of wanted to see some improvement from. Um, but yeah, other yeah. than that, it's kind of there haven't been too many others that have kind of made you kind of made you watch them. Yeah, and that that's, way maybe not the worst thing that Hawk has might not. Yeah, because it's just more more reps for other guys as, as sure. they're trying to figure out who's who might stick. Uh, no run-ins with Brittany while you've been out there. Thankfully, no, I have not had any run-ins with Brittany. Not yet. That was, a, that was a crazy story to start being Crazy story. story. I, I was just sh- – I can't believe – like, good for Wemanyama for being so famous that Britney Spears knows who he is. And running after him. 
do, doing the thing that she doesn't like. The people like running after them, yeah, yeah. somebody and taking a picture, wanting a picture with them, like that. That Bernie's pretty much dealt with her whole life. Um, headline writers must have been in heaven to have oh Victor Wembanyama and Britney Spears in one headline. Yeah, I mean, I, like obviously, Wembanyama, like I knew he was famous, but like yeah. I didn't, I don't think I quite realized how big a phenomenon this was going to be. Where like, like Britney Spears, who I would guess like does not know who Paulo Bancaro <laughs> is, right? Like, um, is is all about women. Yeah, the French aspect. I mean, he's huge too, right? Like, even if you don't know who he is, you That's see him thing. and you're like, you know, he's that somebody. guy's got to be famous. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you know, somebody who's just he's so big. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it is it is pretty cool and and um. She didn't Richard do that with Jaime Hawkins though. What? No, she did not. She did not. But Jaime Hawkins is more. You, you don't, you know. <laughs> He's not a, he's not seven what is he seven not seven five what is Victor seven five? He's I think they list him at seven three. Seven three. Okay. But he's like seven four seven five. Yeah. The yeah, Jaime is not that tall. So a little different. Yeah. Um. All right. Anything else? Anything else from Vegas? Um. No. That's it. I mean, I guess I want to real quick just kind of go over the Heat's roster at the moment, which might okay. totally just change based on a Damon Lillard trade. Two open spots left in the 50-man roster. Right. One open two-way contract. Yeah, which is that no moves um, in the last week. We're waiting no moves, for them. Yeah. I mean, they, we, they still need a point guard at some point here, right, basically. Right. So. They, and, and, and then Jamal Kane is still restricted for aging, which I could see them at some point probably getting, like, the Orlando Robinson contract or, like, partially guaranteed to fill one of those spots, especially mm-hmm. if a Damian Lillard trade opens up, like, two more. Right. Yeah, spots. I guess I mean, that's the thing, right? Like yeah. I think they're waiting to see what, again, I mean, how long will they wait? That's the question, right, before, you know, because they're kind of in a holding pattern right now. How long will they wait for the Damon Lillard thing to be resolved before kind mm-hmm. of moving forward and filling out the roster? We'll see. Um, but I think at the moment they're trying to see basically what's going to transpire for the next week or so for maybe possibly making a move or two to kind of continue to fill the roster. Mm-hmm. Point guard, any any point guards that have interested you in the Goran. talk? Still Goran. Kendrick Nunn, I guess, is one that, yeah, I know he's not like a true point guard, but he really don't use true point guards true much. Point guards. Yeah, honestly, a, a point guard who can shoot threes is, is more yeah. important. It's like the Mario Chalmers thing, right? Like, who, who cared? Yeah. Was, he was good because he could shoot and bring the ball up every once in a while. He could play off of the Heat's best guys, pretty much. And yeah. Kendrick is a good – he's a scorer, right? He can score points. So, And the Heat have um, familiarity with him. He's not past his, you know, like Goron's best days are behind him. Yeah. Kendrick is still a good player, a functioning player. Um, so he, he's one that probably stands out among the group available. And then Deion Waiters, obviously. Doing try workouts. He had to work on yeah. Vegas. You I don't go. know if he were there. I did not go. But I don't, I don't know if he were there, but hey. When's the last time he score. played? He didn't play at all last year, I don't think. Did he play the year before? He played. He was on the Heat, on the Lakers, obviously in the. Bubble. I think that's the last time he was. On Is the that the league. last time he was in the I league? I think so. Yeah. I think that's the last time he was in the league. Yeah, it was. He won a ring. He won a ring. Go out on top. Yeah, he's an NBA champion, so. Yeah. Good for Dion. Good for Philly cheese. All right, uh, I think we can close things out there. Um, thanks as always for listening. Uh, you can follow Anthony on Twitter at Anthony underscore Chang uh, for all your Damian Lillard updates. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at DBWilson2. Uh, we'll be back. We'll definitely come back next week, no matter what happens to close out Summer League. Um, and then we'll see. You know, we'll, Obviously, we're, we're all at the whims of Damian Lillard these days in terms of our off-season recording schedule. But um, 
we'll be back next week for sure. So uh, until then, we'll talk to you guys next week. Bye.